Today's guest is a four times best-selling author, men's physique champion, co-founder of Azure Custom and founder of J. Campbell Podcast. He's passionate about biohacking, fitness, health optimization, and even more. Welcome to the show, Jay. How are you doing? Toby, it's an honor to be here today on Mirror Talk. I really, really am grateful for the opportunity and excited to really uh, give your listeners uh, a new experience. Yes, I'm so excited also to be speaking with you right now. Like even before we started recording, I'm just already so connected with everything you have been telling me and talking about, like so insightful. I'm looking forward to everything we'll be talking about in this episode. But before we jump into, you know, all the interesting health optimization and biohacking, I would love to know more about your, your life journey. Like, I would love to know about your 12-day experience in the Sacred Valley of Peru in 2019. And also, I would love to know what led you to know, to embark on that journey and how that journey or that 12-day experience changed your whole life forever. Beautiful question. Um, again, I'm honored to be here today. So thank you for the opportunity. Um I'm a 50-year-old guy, uh, two daughters. Uh, my current wife, who's my third wife, and, and the most amazing thing that ever happened to me, her name is Monica Campbell, uh, has three biologicals. So we have been managing a blended family for about nine and a half years now, almost 10 years. And it's been an amazing experience. But uh, to my journey and my story, uh, I'm the oldest of nine children. My father was a very nomadic businessman. He was expanding the corporate, uh, excuse me, uh, ascending the corporate ladder in my grade school and high school years. And so I traveled a lot on the East Coast of the United States. Uh, I tell people I was in five high schools in five states in four years. So again, traveling, he was just, he just kept basically being promoted. And every time he got promoted, he had to move. Um, so I was, you know, at the time in high school, I was a guy that, you know, really was like a, a mean guy. You know, I was always the new guy everywhere I went. So it was always a fight. I was an athlete. So I always had to really work so hard to get a position, you know, as a new guy at a new town and a new school every year. Um, but that led me to play basketball in college. I played basketball at a college called Georgia Southwestern University in America's Georgia, which was a division two school. Um, I played for three years. My, my senior year, I didn't play because I had too many ankle injuries. And I also knew I wasn't going to play in the NBA. But I was good enough to play uh, professionally overseas. I had what I call a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm going to fast forward from there in my early 20s. I moved to California to become an actor. And I did have a small career in um, Hollywood. I was in the movie Forrest Gump. I had a very small part. You could barely even see me. Um, and then I did a bunch of like featured modeling and acting and extra stuff and all that. But uh the Hollywood side of the world is not for me or was not for me. So um, I was a good communicator because of all my experiences growing up and I got into sales. And what happened to me, Toby, at 29 years of age, I was still playing in um, competitive men's adult basketball leagues. I was playing in a, in a game and I got kicked in the testicles. And a couple of weeks later, within three to four weeks later, you know, I went out and the game was like, ah, you know, killed over whatever. But three to four weeks later, I started feeling run down. My energy was gone. I didn't know what was the matter with me. So I went to a PPO doctor for my at the company that I was working for at the time, which was the Los Angeles Times. I was an advertising salesperson. Um, and I got so blessed that this doctor forwarded me to uh, an endocrinologist. Now, as you know, in the universe, there are no coincidences, only synchronicities. This guy was a world-renowned uh, endocrinologist trained at Harvard uh, who just happened to be five miles from where I was living in Pasadena, California at the time. So anyway, I saw him, he diagnosed me, ran some blood tests, and I had 
the testosterone levels of a geriatric, you know, and this is back in 1999. So he said, look, dude, I can put you on therapeutic testosterone eight weeks or so. You'll be right as rain. And, you know, um, let's, you know, go home, talk to your wife. At the time I wasn't married, but I was actually engaged. I was like a month away from getting married. He's like, you know, make sure you get her permission. Even he was really good about that kind of stuff. And then let me know. And so I did, I went home. I didn't know anything about therapeutic testosterone, but I went home and I talked to my wife and she was like, well, you know, you're a smart guy. You take care of yourself. Why, why not try it? So anyway, I did. And fast forward eight weeks yeah. and he wanted to take me off of it and say, Hey, you know, I can get you on a restart protocol. And I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not coming <laughs> off this. This changed my life. I mean, I literally went from, eh, you know, to the guy you see now, right? Like just mm -hmm. super energized, super passionate. Um, and so at that point I became very, very studious and learning more about it. You know, like most of the people that become masters of their subjects are self-taught, right? So I started learning and reading and learning and reading. And again, back then, Toby, there was no information. There was, unless you could read Russian or Bulgarian, there was no, you know, lab, laboratory or peer-reviewed uh, research on using therapeutic testosterone. It was mostly bodybuilders, steroid users, and track and field athletes using it for performance enhancement. So I had to dive into MedDine and PubMed and research manuals. And I also would read books from people that had either cancer or were dying of HIV. And I just became as knowledgeable as I can. And then eventually, you know, over the next take eight to 10 years, people would meet me in the corporate world and they would, they would ask me like why I look so physically impressive. And I would tell them, you know, I'm very transparent. I would say, I use therapeutic testosterone. And, you know, you would either get the look of like, what the hell, you're a steroid <laughs> user? Or to the people who would be like, wow, tell me more. So eventually I got to a place where there were people that, you know, were really close to me in my inner circle who were like, dude, you got to write a book about this. You know, you know more about doctors than any doctor, you know, why not? So instead of at this point in my life, I was 40. Uh, this was before I had met, I'm sorry, this is actually after I had met my current wife. It was, I'd come through a really bad divorce in my, with my second wife who did give me my two beautiful daughters. Um, mm -hmm. I reached out to like one of the world's top attorneys and I asked him, I said, Hey, if I was to publish a book on utilizing therapeutic testosterone as a non-licensed medical professional, what can happen? And he, you know, basically warned me off. And, th and by the way, that guy's a very good fr friend of mine today. His name is, um, uh, now he's an attorney now, Rick, uh, I can't think of his last name, but it'll come to me. But, uh, Bottom line is he was like the attorney for the WWF and for a lot of major league baseball players. And he was, I was a nobody and he was just very, very cool and very friendly with me and said, Hey, look, this is what might happen. So I've turned it off just, you know, side of the project, but I also had sent it to a man named Nelson Virgil and Nelson Virgil was a guy who had written a book already called built to survive. And he had written a book on literally surviving HIV utilizing therapeutic testosterone and various other things that he could take because he was again literally trying to survive and you know the medical establishment completely turned their back on guys that had hiv back then so he had read my email that i just you know cold sent to him with the white paper of the book um and he was you know he wrote me back like three months later and he said i don't know who you are but like this is unbelievable and he's like you got to publish this so then, you know, he gave me his number and we ended up talking. And as I always say, like standing on the shoulders of giants, a year later, the book was published in 2015 and it was called the definitive TRT manual. It became the world's number one selling book very fast. It was an amazing book. It was very well researched and, and uh, you know, very in depth. 
um, clinicians all across the world started using it as a resource manual. And from that, you know, this is back in 2015, 2016, I met all sorts of amazing doctors, you know, famous name doctors. I started traveling, speaking, going to doctors, medical conferences and stuff. And then, you know, subsequently I wrote five more books. Um, Mm -hmm. They're all like, you know, leading edge books on what I call health optimization. You know, this is my latest book, Living a Fully Optimized Life, which is already old. It was in 2019. And then, you know, before the C happened. Um, But since then, and to your original question, to make a very long story short, um, in 2019, I went to Peru. Okay. Now, behind me on the wall, if you can see, you know, um, there's a bunch of mural paintings that I got for when I was there in the Sacred Valley of Peru. And I was there for 12, 13 days with my wife and our real estate. Uh, we, my wife and I also own a residential real estate company. I'm not involved in it anymore, but uh, the sales director and his wife went with us. And honestly, Toby, we were completely changed from the energy and frequency of being in Peru. It was a life-altering experience. But while I was there, I realized that this guy that was the therapeutic testosterone guy, the health optimization guy was dead right? Like I'll still be that guy and I'll have that information and be that subject matter expert. But to me, it was all about enhancing human consciousness. And so I told them there that when I went back, I was going to get my team and I was going to re-engineer my brand. I was going to go from my brand was called TOT Revolution, which stood for Testosterone Optimization Therapy Revolution. Mm-hmm. Jay Campbell, just use my name. Now, now somebody's cyber stalking or cyber squatting on jcampbell.com. So I had to have J, my middle initial, ccampbell.com. But since then, that was in 2019, in August, I've completely redone everything. Um, And now I pretty much, when I communicate with people via podcasts or whatever, when it's about my brand, I talk about consciousness and spirituality, right? Because that's it, dude. I mean, especially now, right? Like, I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. the universe was telling me then that it was time for me to, you know, like many others, because there's obviously tons of other people now around the world that have the same mission and purpose, to start talking about this and to start like, who cares if people think I'm like a woo-woo person or, you know, I'm not the guy that I used to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, again, I transitioned full-time to this. Now, again, no coincidences, two months later, um, Mm -hmm. at the same time I was transitioning my brand, my my business partner, current business partner with the Sear Custom and I, he sent a skin formulation to me to use um, to put it on my face because he's a BJJ fighter and he's like, dude, you got to use this stuff. I've made it myself and it's absolutely amazing and it will just make your skin feel so much better. You'll heal if you have razor nuts, cuts or whatever. In that time that he sent it to me, within a week, my wife stole it. And so okay, it's a true story. And two weeks later, I, 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 you know, I don't put face stuff on, so I didn't even know that she had taken it, but she came to me and she's like, what is this? And I was like, that's what Nick sent me. He goes, she said, dude, this is the most amazing thing I've ever used in my life. Now she, you know, at the time she's still be 50 in November. So she was 47, um, 46, actually about to turn 47, but she was literally like, you don't understand. Like I bought everything, you know, for my face in the marketplace. There's nothing like this. So, you know, that, that essentially fast forwarded to a Sear Custom, which we can talk about at this podcast. So yes. since 2019, my life has gone from, you know, being Jay Campbell, the testosterone optimization, health optimization guy to Jay Campbell, the razor vibration guy, who also happens to be kind of the spokesperson for a Sear. And yeah. in reality, we, we talk about a Sear as like Nick and I being new earth architects, right? Like we're mm-hmm. literally here 
to serve humanity at our highest and best with products that literally change people's lives, right? Like hair loss is a huge psychological burden for both men and women. Uh, Toby, we, we've met women in the last year through doctors who can't literally have hair loss diaries. And they count, and this sounds insane, but they count the amount of hairs that fall out in the shower every morning and then they put them in their diaries. So hair loss is a massive psychological inhibitor for billions of people around the world. And so, you know, Nick and I have created a product, which we'll talk about, that literally solves hair loss, provided that the person has good cellular health. Right. So it's like, you know, the reason our products are so amazing is that we they imitate the, the cellular health of the end user. So the better the person is from a health standpoint, the better the results they're going to get. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, you know, you live a very inflammatory lifestyle. You have too much body fat. You know, again, you're not eating right. You're not sleeping right. Our products are not going to work. I mean, you might get a tiny bit, but you're not going to get anything like someone like, you know, myself or anybody who's like super into their health and fitness is going to get better results because they have good cellular health. So, I mean, you know, you just got a long, you know, summary of like who I am and, 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 you know, what I've done, but, you know, moving forward for sure uh, for me and for my company, it's about how many people can we help? It's definitely not mm. about the profit. It's definitely not about, you know, getting to this level and selling the company. I mean, we feel that all of that will come, but yes. the reality is, is like how many people can we help with hair and skin problems because as you know, the, people, the majority of people that have those problems aren't receiving help. Hi friend, are you enjoying this episode? We would love to hear from you. Kindly send us a feedback. Are you following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe on YouTube and other podcast platforms? Are you following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, we would love to connect with you on all platforms. Links and further details are available in the show notes of this episode. Thank you. True, that's very true. And I would love us to talk in details about all your products from Azure Custom very soon later. But I would love us to, you know, first talk about, you know, raising our vibration sure. like can, can you educate me on, on this because you know after you, your experience at peru you transformed yourself and yes. you you got you got that you know the importance of frequency vibration energy level so from from your from everything you learned today can you like you know pass that knowledge across to us mm -hmm. to me and the listeners out there like how can we raise the vibration of humanity to reach planet planetary consciousness yes so it's the most important thing Okay, um, it's a great question, by the way. Thank you for asking. It is the most important thing on planet Earth right now. There's nothing else. It's not about getting the V or wearing a mask or, you know, staying away from people or keeping your distance. I mean, that's all nonsense. What's important is getting enough people. You know, I always refer to this scale. This is the Hawkins scale from Dr. Uh, David Hawkins, the vibrational scale. And he quantified consciousness from zero to a thousand um, you know, based on levels. And again, this is all, you know, you can, anybody can read the work of Dr. David Hawkins, but until we get enough people vibrating over the line of what he calls integrity, which is 200, the field of 200 consciousness, the planet will continually to go through cycles of love and fear, love and fear, love and fear until eventually fear just destroys the planet. And obviously we know from the history books that the planet has been destroyed 
you know, through by ourselves many times over, right? We just continually go through these like cycles of birth and death and rebirth and it's crazy. So once you get to a certain level of consciousness, um, you know, like I say, raising your vibration and I'll quantify it here in a second, you, you realize that the only way that this cycle of birth and death is going to end is when enough people get to a level of consciousness where they realize that everyone is interconnected. We're all connected at a soul level. You know, people talk about oneness or unity, but what that really, really means is that spiritually, okay, and I don't want to lose anybody, but spiritually, all of us at a soul level, but let me take one step back. We are not these physical bodies. You know, you are not Toby, I can't even pronounce your last name, Akunle, and I am not Jay Campbell. I am a spiritual being inhabiting a physical avatar body just as you are. So in base essence, we are literally like plasmatic orbs. You know, people talk about seeing orbs or energy. That's essentially what we are in these physical bodies. So once you get to that level of awareness and that level of awareness will come from meditation, from introspection, from contemplation, from sitting in nature, sitting in silence, whatever it is you got to do to get to that level of awareness you'll realize that until people get to a place where they realize that everybody is the same, mm-hmm. you will continually compete. You will compete. You will continually be in this third dimension of what I call duality and polarity, which is the third dimension is trying to keep everybody polarized, you know, right side, left side, conservative, Republican, Democrat, uh, you know, liberal um, Republican. I mean, it's insane. They mm-hmm. want, meaning when I said, we could talk about who they are too, but, they, the controlling figures of this realm, this dimension, this planet, whatever you want to call it, they want us to be divided and conquered. So they want you watching this podcast right now to pick a side. Okay, so as an advanced spiritual being who has a high vibration, you know, you're up into these fields, the 350 and higher levels, you have to realize that you must opt out of the games of the duality, you know, uh, you know, the, the fourth matrix is coming out this year. It's at the end of December. It's on December 24th. That is going to talk a lot about what I just talked about and put it in a lot easier to understand way, because obviously people can watch it on video, but yeah. everything Toby is vibration. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that isn't vibration. Again, when I go back to that energy thing, all of us at base essence are nothing more than vibrating molecules and standing waves. Now, when you get to that understanding, again, that energy, if you want to like quantify it, you're seeing like a bowl of energy. Um, The more your energy is spinning and it's actually spinning in a torsion way. So imagine like a figure eight going like this. So the more energy that you have, the higher you vibrate. Now, I want you to follow me here for a second. I now say, instead of Jay Campbell, you know, my raise your vibration, if you go on my website, it's raise your vibration to oscillation because oscillation is torsion field physics. And when you're in a torsion field or a toroid, you are moving at such a high rate of speed that you are able to get into these vibratory fields, right? Now, when, you know, to quantify this, Peace and bliss and illumination and perfection and all beingness is 600. 
To go higher than that, you really can't be a human. You almost have to leave your physical body. You have to leave the third dimension. You're then now like an angel or an avatar body, an avatar being, you know, God would be considered over a thousand. But like, you know, this would be somebody like a Jesus, uh, uh, you know, a Krishna, you know, any, you know, mythical spiritual avatar being would be up to here. But if you were there, again, somehow in a physical body, and I would debate that you probably can't be, you would be rotating at such a speed that your physical body wouldn't be able to hold your at your vibrating electrons and standing waves. It would just be going, you, you wouldn't be able to do it. So you want to be able to vibrate in your physical body at a level that gives you maximum energy, right? Yeah. So yes. when people meet me and they see me, they're like either, wow, I like that dude. He's got amazing energy. Or they say, I can't stand that guy. He can't stand Still, he's moving and whizzing and whirring and electrifying the you know the air around me. And the reason that is, and this is not a judgment, the reason that they can't stay stand me is because they're vibrating at such a lower level than I am. Okay, mm. now that's okay because we're all vibrating at our own rate and speed, and our level of awareness determines our vibration level. Okay, and and your awareness. To equate it to your vibration level can only come by you doing spiritual work. And how we define spiritual work is, again, meditation, contemplation, introspection, reading amazing spiritual works, praying, becoming devotional, fully surrendering to a greater power, God, I am, whatever you want to call it, the universal consciousness source, the source field. I call it the energy and frequency of the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask me all the time. Um, how do you explain God? How do you explain source consciousness? How do you explain it? And I always say, yeah. for me, the, the, the easiest way that I was able to attain this level of awareness was from doing plant medicine. Now I've done, uh, you know, five MEO DMT four times in my life. I've never done anything else. I always tell people they're like, why wouldn't you do ayahuasca? I'm like, because bro, when you have direct access to the mothership, you don't need to worry. You don't need to work with any of those lesser you know, things, right? I mean, it's kind of a joke, but you know, I say that yeah. to the people that are ayahuasca people, but I love all you guys. But, uh, but the truth is, is that when you're in the field of source of God consciousness, which again, anyone can attain this through plant medicine. Um, it's a vibration, it's a vibration, it's an octave. When people, um, you know, uh, yogic, um, or I call them, uh, sages, you know, people, um, monks or whatever in Tibet, you know, when they do the OM, you know, the OM or the um or the OME or whatever, there's multiple different octaves. You are hearing a vibrational tone in your ear canal that would be similar to when you're under the influence of a plant medicine lying down in the field of source consciousness. And when you do it enough, and again, you practice it, you know, through these octaves or through silencing your mind, you can just get into the field anytime you want. And I tell people, I can go into any nature field, Toby, a mountain, a giant, um, you know, um, forest and be by myself and just lay down amidst everything. Because again, nature is God. It really is that energy and frequency of nature by itself with all those insects and trees and, you know, wind and just everything that's happening is the frequency of God. But if I lay down and I just focus and then I do a slight, you know, um, 
I can instantly within a minute go into the field of source consciousness. Now, again, that's from practice. It's also from understanding what it's like from being under the influence of plant medicine. But anyone can attain these levels of consciousness, okay? Um, and sometimes, as you know, it doesn't even take any of that. It just takes like um, a, 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 what I call a dark night of the soul. Mm. It takes a What's suicide, that? right? Or mm. an attempt at suicide or something that horrible happens to you in your life mm. and you're at rock bottom. You know, Eckhart Tolle in his book, The Power of Now, right? Like he talks about what happened to him. You know, he was at rock bottom and all of a sudden he woke up and it was just like, you know, there's all sorts of stories for it. But essentially people go into altered states of consciousness and they realize that there's something way bigger than their name and their physical body in the third dimension. Again, there's, you know, thousands of stories of this. You know that, you know, many, many ancient sages have talked about this, but to, to overarch it all the way back into what you you know had asked me, when someone says, "How do I raise my vibration?" The answer is very simple: you serve humanity or creation or others at your highest and best capacity every single day, with no attachment to the outcome. Okay, now what does that mean? It means that if you're a CEO, yeah, you literally give a shit about your employees you care about your product when you're representing your company on behalf of your employees who are all looking up to you as the ceo it's about the people first it's not about profit first it's not about out competing your nearest competitor it's about the people that you are directly responsible for how are you going to serve them right now obviously if you're serving them there's also a portion of you with your product, right? I'm, I'm likening this to me and what I do on a day in day out basis, but let me redirect this. Whether you're a CEO or you're a janitor, there's no difference. If you're a janitor, you go to work every single day and you sweep and you clean and you do whatever it is that your, is your job requirements and tasks, again, with a smile on your face at your highest and best. The janitor, I could argue, probably serves more people than the CEO. If he's in a high school or a large auditorium or a building, business building or a commercial building, imagine the number of people that he is serving by cleaning efficiently, right? With a smile on his face or or her. So that's all it is. It's literally serving others at your highest and best every single day, with no attachment to the outcome. Sure, you're going to get paid for what you do. Most likely, some people get paid more than others based on the amount of people they serve. The amount of money you make is always relevant to the amount of people you serve. Because mm. energy is currency, right? So it doesn't really matter you know, what you do. If you want to make, quote unquote, more money, and I don't think that should be a goal of anybody, but if that's what you want, um, then you have to serve more people because it's always relevant to the amount of people that you serve is how much you get paid. And again, looking at money as a form of currency, it's an energetic exchange. Yeah, yeah. That's it, dude. Yeah. That's how you raise vibration. And, and once you work on yourself enough, you become a vibration raiser by being in the presence of others. When I go into a room, I lift the vibration of people around me because of my energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm turning some people off. They hate me because I'm <laughs> vibrating at a rate that they can't, they can't even like stay with. Mm. You know, I've done thousands of podcasts. I shouldn't say thousands, hundreds, close to it. Mm. And I've had people leave comments or like, I can't stand that guy. 
he never stands still. <laughs> or, or it's like, it's like his hands, you know, he's constantly in motion and it literally gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger and I didn't understand the vibrational fields like I do now, I would get sad. You know, I would, it would, it would bother me, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm like, why are they insulting me? I don't even know them, you know, but it's like, it, it's, it's, it's energy and frequency, bro. You already know that like everything is vibration. Everything yeah. is relative to your vibration. We haven't even talked about quantum physics. If you want to, we can. I mean, I'm huge into quantum physics, but you know, you are a direct reflection or a manifestation of how you give off energy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I send out an intentional positive manifestation in the morning, I'm getting that back. Yes. Every person in the world consciously and unconsciously intention leaves intentions and pushes intentions into the universe. And guess what? Those intentions are literally cosmic boomerangs. They are going to come back at some point, whether it's in this lifetime or the next, and it could be even well down the road and serve you a karmic debt burden experience relative to the intention that you put forth into the universe. So when you understand that, why would you ever put a negative conscious intention? Now, here's the thing. Most people Mm. put out negative intentions because they're not conscious of doing it. I don't have Mm. enough money. My parents didn't love me enough. I didn't get this job because, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not personally accountable for themselves yet because they're just not vibrating there yet. Again, I use this as a scale so people can understand like, what does this mean? This is not a condemnation or a judgment. If you vibrate down here, that's fine. We've all vibrated down here. I didn't stop vibrating out of here until I was 42 years of my life. You know, I'm 50 now. So in the last eight years, I've risen from here up into the here. And I'm a human being, man. I have an ego. You know, I still end up having problems. You know, people cut me off in traffic. I have a choice to, you know, drop down into here and act like a dumbass. Mm. Or I can stand up here and I can stay in power and just like say, hey, man, you're having a bad day. Yeah. I send you love and light, right? So, I mean, we all have a choice as a, as a human being, as a free will, to vibrate here or to vibrate there. Mm-hmm. So I want, we, want, we have to choose. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I just wanted to ask something in, in that regard. Like, sure. once we are vibrating in a, in a high frequency or in, in a very high level, um, does that mean does, does that mean we're going to stay there or we have to keep on, you know, working on ourselves to remain in that high Absolutely, frequency? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I will give you a story. It's amazing. Um, point of this is you can be here. Okay, oh, here's the story. Let's say you have an amazing meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in nature and you just have this profound experience. You even have a vision. And your day is just amazing. You're like, ah, you know, you get in your car, you drive to work. And literally, as soon as you get on the freeway, some yeah. crazy person <laughs> cuts you off, literally yeah. almost kills you. Now, your physical body is mm-hmm. in fight or flight. You now have, you know, uh, your parasympathetic nervous system is like, you know, you're scrabbing <laughs> onto the your steering wheel, mm-hmm. you know. Your ego wants you to scream, hey, you, you know, Mm. it also wants you to push your foot on the gas and get up next to him and look at him or flip him off or whatever. I mean, again, this is what the ego, which is obviously 
built from thousands of years of human survival, you know, wants you to do because it is attempting to protect you. This is what the ego's job is to physically keep you alive. It's designed for survival, but an advanced person up here has a free will choice to respond out of love versus react out of fear. 90% of people are going to react out of fear up until I was 42 or 43, dude. I'm going to probably track you down and pull you out of your car. Right? Like I'm a maniac. Right. But like, if you're a powerful, you know, resonance, we can talk about this in a minute. I talk about resonance and dissonance. If you're a resonant being, you are going to realize that that person is having a bad day and you are going to respond out of love. Now, what does respond out of love mean in in a situation like that? It's literally like waving at them and smiling at them and saying, Hey man, I send you love and light. You're obviously having a bad day. Now, here's the important aspect of that. And this is where most people don't get this. And this took a long time for me to sit in. By sending them a loving response to their negative dissonant reaction, which was to cut you off in traffic, you actually disarm their negative vibrational frequency because love always overcomes fear no matter what. Now, again, Niels Bohm and all the great quantum physics physicists, even Einstein in his later years would tell you about the understanding of, I think it's, uh, what is it called? The, um, the observer, the observer and the observed effect. I forget what it's called right now, but the bottom line is that love conquers fear energetically. A love vibration in the field of consciousness automatically disarms and disables a dissonant fear-based vibration. So when you choose to respond out of love, you're actually helping that guy who is, you know, clearly having a bad day, driving like a maniac, emotionally unstable, because you're sending him a love-based vibration back. And that love-based vibration is going to disarm his negative energy or dissonant field. Now he may not go into love, of course, but he's going to be like, wow, what just happened? Another way to see this is like you could literally walk into a room with a seven foot, you know, dragon (laughs) with negative tattoos, you know, flames coming out of its nose, the most menacing looking thing in the world and walk up to him and say, hey, man, it's so good to meet you. How are you doing? And that dragon is going to literally respond most likely in the same way because the energy of your intonation and of your passion and your exuberance and your excitement and your positivity, your resonance is going to give that exact same field to him. But he doesn't even understand or has any ability to not receive that energy and respond in kind. Mm -hmm. Now, if I walked up to him and said, you stupid mother dragon, he's going to incinerate (laughs) me because that's the same energy that I'm giving to him. So once people start understanding that everything is quantum physics based, the first rule of the quantum is that what you put off is what you get back. What you focus on tends to manifest. We create our reality, Toby, in this third dimension space. People talk about a simulation. It is a simulation and I can prove it, but you work inside the simulation because God or the source frequency gave each of us in this dimension the ability to create our reality. We create our reality, obviously, through 
understanding the quantum field, but through our words and our thoughts and our actions. Our words have to be conscious. Our thoughts have to be focused. And our actions, massively loving and intentional. If you do all three of those things, at least 75 to 80% of every day of your life, you will create your heaven on earth. And, you know, that comes from the teachings of Neville Goddard, who's an amazing uh, author and, you know, essentially vibration raiser is what I call him, you know, for people who literally left legacies on this planet of teaching people how to live with a raised vibration. But he literally tells you how to create your heaven on earth by claiming it so. And again, that's through your words, thoughts, and actions. So, you know, I'm so passionate. You got me so fired up, you know, talking about this stuff. But, you know, if people just chose to live in this frequency. And again, we're, we're human beings. None of us are perfect. We're fallible. But if you just choose to live in this frequency as much as possible, imagine what you're doing for the earth. Hmm. And what, what effect does it have on the, on the world, on the earth, on the planet earth, for example, when we vibrate in our optimal you know, frequency, what effect do we have on this planet physically? It's unbelievable. You only attract the most amazing people into your life um you you know it's you know like mind the like-minded what i call scenario which is when you vibrate at this level and you constantly put out positive intentions when you wake up in the morning and you have a morning ritual and your day is like your morning ritual besides whatever you do whether it's a meditation or affirmation or whatever and i have all sorts of things like if i showed you my calendar you know you will see that i live very regimented through spirituality you know i have prayers i have affirmations i have intonations um you know i have just, you know, four word uh, meditations, you know, that I just like, it'll pop up the notification and I'll click on there and I'll just look at it, and, you know, right in the middle of my day. And I'll just be like, and I'll get right back into my workplace. But I put that energy into the universe. So, I mean, to your question, I mean, you can't have, you, you really, when you're living in this way, you're A, helping the frequency of planet earth, because obviously you're giving off resonance and resonance increases the field of the entire collective of humanity we can talk deeper about that and how that works but you also just only create an energy stream that attracts like minded mm-hmm. so when i go out into the world it's very likely that i'm going to run into people like me because i am putting off that frequency and that energy that is attracting people like me yes. now obviously the opposite is the same you know, if you want a better life, you know, going back to Neville Goddard, you have to claim it as such. You know, if you're down here, you can literally change your life with a thought. I'm not going to live here anymore. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Today, I am changing my life right now. And this is what, how I'm going to do it, right? So it's not I want to or I get to or I should or I could or I would. It's right now I'm doing it. You know, do, do be had. I am abundant, prosperous, and loved and trusted by everyone. I am. It's the same thing, okay? Say things that make you live in that precious moment, that now moment, right? There's only now. There is no yesterday or or the future. Everything that we focus on in the past or the future is a waste because energetically neither exists. Past is gone and the future hasn't happened. 
So if you know you're a reality creator through your words, thoughts, and actions, why would you ever waste time on what might happen or what's already passed? So many people are thinking about the past. They're thinking about the things that happened to them. Case in point, me. You know, up until I had my awakening, and we can talk about that if you want, but up until I had my awakening, dude, I was down here all the time. Always down here. It's not my fault. How can this happen to me? You know, dude, what, before I had my dark night of the soul, when I literally attempted to kill myself, I'm I, 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 kidding me. I was very, obviously a very science-based guy. I rationalized that this was just the law of the universe, that I had such an amazing life up until I was 40 that now I have to have a downside. I mean, I was ridiculous, right? But that's the kind of things that we go through our heads. You know, we create all these thought forms that are fake. You know, you've heard this 96%, it might even be 98%, but 96 to 98% of all the things that we worry about never even happen. Never even happen. Yeah, we just form them in our thoughts. Yes, yes. We're fixated on potentialities. When in fact, all we should be focused on is the moment, literally right now. Right? Like I'm focused on speaking to you right now. Like I am energized as I can possibly be to speak about this because I know you're recording this. I'm having an amazing connection with another ch- child of light, you. <laughs> but I'm. But I also know that this energy that I'm conveying to you is going to go into your audience. And if you know, five people say, "Dude, I'm going to look that guy up." Yeah. I'm going to buy his book, or I'm going to watch this podcast three or four times and take notes. And I just changed the world. Yes, of course. Yes. yes. Right? I mean, and, and, but why don't people think like that? You know, it does start with each individual. Mm-hmm. None of us has any control over anything other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you have to love and trust yourself in order to stand up here and speak in the way that, you know, I'm speaking or people like me speak. There are many people like me. And there are mm-hmm. more and more people like me now embracing their power and, you know, and their true purpose. Because again, look at the world, dude. I mean, the world right now is in turmoil. Yeah. But if you if you look at it from my perception, it's the most amazing time ever because this is now the opportunity to teach people that there's a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, just as I came back from Peru and I realized that it wasn't about teaching people how to optimize their hormones or fast or any of that. I mean, that's all good. That's part of the mind, body, heart optimization. But raising consciousness is what matters. The great yeah. Walter Russell, he said... We all are born into the bottom of the jungle and the path is the way back to the top of the mountaintop. And as you know, some people take many, many lifetimes, thousands of lifetimes, I would assume, to get back to the top of the mountain because what does the top of the mountain really mean? It means getting back to God, getting back to perfection. The path is getting back to God. For every single one of us, no matter what we do, you know, all of us incarnate on times, and these are my beliefs, but, you know, we all are learning and growing at a soul level yeah. in physical bodies in multiple lifetimes or timelines. And yeah. if you realize that, you're never going to be living in fear mm-hmm. because you also know that you're an infinite being. If we're energy, we know that energy cannot be compacted or compressed and doesn't die. It's an infinite, ever-expanding, unyielding force. Yes. So if you're an energetic being, 
Why would you be worried about dying? You're not. You, you overcome the physical fear of death. And again, the fear of death is really just the finite. It's the, it's the experience of finite and end. Like this finite life force, you know, like, oh shit, I'm going to die. Who's going to take care of so-and-so? <laughs> I got to pay this amount of bills. You know what I mean? Like so many people that are my friends that are in my inner circles are very, very successful people, far more successful than me. You know, they'll call me and they'll want to talk to me and they'll be like, I wish I could just be like you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You are like me. And they're like, no, man. I'm like, you just don't, you don't have any fear. Like, how do you not think about if you die, what's going to happen to so-and-so? And I always tell them like, you don't have any control over any of those other people. You think you do in the matrix because you pay their bills or you set them up or you do this or you do that, but that's your ego. Every human yes. being is in conscious control of themselves. My 13 and 11 year old daughters are in control of themselves. I can sit here and say, Hey, I have to feed them and I have to clothe them. And I have to put a roof over their shoulders, uh, heads, yeah. Toby, but are they really, do I really have any control over them? And other than that way? No, I can no, think no. that I do. And a lot of parents do, but I don't, you know, I say they're souls. They chose me and they chose my uh, original, their mom, my ex-wife. And now they've somehow, you know, also chosen my current wife, Monica, um, you know, to, to, to mentor them, to teach them, you know, in this material, physical reality. But each being has total free will and personal sovereignty, but only when they accept it as such. If you're down here, bro, you already know this. You're not personally accountable. You do not take ownership for anything. You vibrate in victimhood. It's not my fault. And again, I'm not judging you. If you're one of those people, that's fine. At some point, you'll vibrate up here. Because you have to vibrate up here to walk back to God, to get closer to God, to get back to the original source idea. You know, each of us, dude, came into this physical reality to learn and grow. Remember the old, and maybe you're so young, probably don't even know, but like there was a Nissan commercial 20 years ago that literally said, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what life is about. Mm -hmm. If you're not enjoying the ride, then what are you doing? <laughs> you're so caught up and so preoccupied in nonsense. Now, again, it's not nonsense when you're stuck here. But when you get up here and you can see things for the way they are, and you know you're not a physical body, you know you're an energy form in a physical body, having a physical experience, you can look at it and be like, wow, this is cool. you know. Mm -hmm. And you can choose to respond out of love versus react out of fear. Most people react out of fear. True. I mean, every day, dude, I mean, it's a, it's a battle to not react out of fear. Mm. You get cut off in traffic, somebody runs up on you. you know. There's just so many opportunities and obstacles in life to choose to react emotional based, which is again, fear versus responding out of love, which takes conscious uh, thought, focused words and, and loving action. Yes. That means we have to work on our consciousness, get closer to God in order to become the best version of ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Consciousness is everything. You know, people say like, I don't, you know, raise your vibration, raise your consciousness. Can you really explain that? And I'm like, just be a better person. <laughs> Just yeah. literally be a better person. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you one other good story is uh, do dogs. If you have a dog, people say, Jay, what does unconditional love mean, right? Unconditional mm -hmm. love is right here, 540 on the scale. Mm -hmm. um, 500 is love and 540 is unconditional love. If you want to experience unconditional love in your life, it's very simple. If you have a dog or a cat, 
Go get in their energy field when they're happy to see you. Watch their tail wag. Watch how they respond. They are very instinctual animals. Remember, God is dog backwards or vice versa. (laughs) So, you know, and there is something to that too. That's a whole other podcast. But the the reality is that that animal conveys unconditional love for you, his master. And when you're in that dog or that cat, you know, a lot of people have cats. The energy field of your animal literally will lift your spirit, which is raising your vibration, which is low, increasing your consciousness. So if you're having a bad day, I do this, dude, I do this every day. My dog is literally right over here right now sleeping next to me, okay? Mm-hmm. That's how he is. He wants to be in my energy field. He's with me when I meditate in the morning. He sits down next to me when I'm in my backyard in the field. But um, if I'm having a shitty day, bro, and I have shitty days, the leader of a seer custom all the time. I literally will go downstairs and I will literally just jump in. We have like a giant um, ball that he lays on and sleeps on. I'll just jump on him and love on him. And then he'll just start flipping out and giving me the love back. And I'll <laughs> absorb that energy. Yeah. And all of a sudden my bad day and my negative thoughts or whatever was affecting me is gone. Mm-hmm. It's that simple That's to change nice. your energy field. Yes. Be in that yes. love and that that frequency of, of um, pure, unconditional love of your animal. Wow. wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.